This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. It's good to have you back as well. I'm Deacon Paul Trinan. We're here at the Abbey of the Hills in beautiful um, northeast South Dakota. And before we get too far, Deacon, I want to uh, ask you a, a question about uh, the Abbey, the status of the Abbey. Are you guys open? Well, we've been closed since this whole COVID thing began. And in fact, you know, Monsignor Mangan mentioned about as things are opening up, what are some other things we can do mm-hmm. in terms of honoring Mary, the shortest route to Jesus? And we are going to be having what's called our Communion of Hearts um, Rosary Retreat this weekend. Um, we do... We do have limitations on how mm-hmm. many folks can come. We're obviously putting in a preparedness plan like every other church and every other, uh, hopefully, business is. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we're, 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 we're being called to open up again. And it's challenging. It yeah. is a challenging yeah. <laughs> time for the Abbey. So if somebody, because I know you have retreats here, you have reunions here, different mm-hmm. gatherings. Would you encourage people to call or not? Absolutely. Yes, no call. hesitation. Call call okay. us here at the Abbey. It's it's 605-398-9200. You can go to the abbeythehills.org. But no, I it's a it's a wonderful time to grow in my faith. I mm-hmm. I, I was mentioning earlier, I just I go and pray the the stations of the cross. I was talking to my wife on a walk last night going, "What are you saying to me, to us here at the Abbey?" Because it's just been too beautiful of a thing over the last six years to think that we would close our doors. I just think there's too much of a hunger and a need, mm-hmm. a battle, if you would. Mm-hmm. You know, Father Gary's talking about the battlefield, um, mm-hmm. the battlefield of our faith, and what the Abbey, what the, what our churches mean to that, what the Abbey is is supporting our churches and doing, what Real Presence Radio doing to mm-hmm. support our our faith during this battle, yeah. and it's an important time and. I really feel passionate about that, that, that God is very much um, calling us to holiness, calling us to peace during this time. Anyways, we got a great, a great new next guest I coming know. up here, just from just down the road in water, beautiful Watertown, South Dakota, yes. a, a friend of the program. He's been on with us as before as mm-hmm. well, Father Mike Wenzing, right? Good morning. Good morning, Father. Thanks for joining us. Well, you're hey, Father... Well. Father Mike, for, for those that may have not have heard you on the air before, can you give us a little bit of a background about you, your ministry uh, as a pastor, and what's going on in your life these days? <laughs> well, th- th- that's my number one calling to, in the priesthood is to be a parish priest, although I had been uh, sent away early uh, to get my uh, license, which is like the doctorate in Scripture, in Rome, and then bishop on occasion used uh, uh, used that uh, here in the diocese, like with the permanent deacon program, teaching in the scriptures, ta- taught at Mount Marty, using uh, using it to help develop their Master of Arts uh, in pastoral ministry program degree. But then I was sent to two different seminaries, uh, three years each, uh, Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg, Maryland, where we had seminarians, and into Rome, where we had seminarians. And uh, But I've been here in Watertown now. This is my... Uh, ninth year, and I'm preparing for retirement actually in July as no, I reach that no, magical no. age. <laughs> but I, I am staying here uh, at Dennett Place, is my plan. They have the senior apartments. Father Dennis Meyer has been there for 10 years, and I don't know, I'm going to have hip surgery. So um, mm. I uh, all of a sudden, the cartilage just 
this last year finally must have disappeared because uh, <laughs> I started having a lot of trouble limping and walking and some pain. And uh. x-ray said, nope, bone on bone, you're going to need a new joint. So I'm anxious to get it done because I want to return to uh, beautiful walks uh, <laughs> in the summertime. Mm-hmm. But, yes, I, I listened to you talking about this downtime. It's been it's been a busy life because I, quietly I'm doing funerals. They have to be small groups and and well now we're more open. We go every other pew. We have a little larger funerals. I've been baptizing, you know, small family groupings. Uh, I'm going to be the bishop this weekend. He's delegated all the pastors to catch up on confirmations this spring and summer so that he can start ah. fresh in the fall. So right. I'll be confirming thirty. Uh, Thirty-three students on Sunday. Have you, have you ever have you ever done that before, Father Mike? No, I've never been delegated. I mean, priests can confirm. Uh, yeah. You know, every time we have a, a, a convert, an RCIA uh, candidate who's been baptized in another Christian denomination, when we sure. receive them into the church, uh, we've been delegated always to confirm uh, uh, right at that point. And if a child uh, is eight years old or older and is baptized, we. Uh, we're allowed to confirm at that point. I always ask hmm. the parents, though, uh, that if that's the option they want to exercise or do they want their child to go through the catechesis on, on the way to confirmation with their classmates, which is hmm. typically then a sophomore or junior in high school time. Most of them elect to uh, have their child in the mainstream of their classmates. Interesting. Well, we've been blessed to have you in our diocese and all of the great knowledge you have. And today we're going to pick your brain a little bit about the Gospel of Mark. So what makes the Gospel of Mark special? Well, you know, this is a a gem that was discovered uh, after 1969 in a new way in the Church. When I was a child and when we were uh, having Mass, and I remember even learning to serve in Latin, the the, uh, old Missal uh, of the Mass, contained every year Matthew's Gospel with certain chosen seasons for John's Gospel. Those were the predominant two Gospels. And then occasionally Luke, especially at Christmas time with his shepherd story, etc. But poor Mark was being neglected all these centuries. <laughs> and in 1969, after the Reformation uh, uh, on, in Scripture and, and new uh, uh, missals and uh, being published, the lectionary was published, uh, it was called the Ordal Lexionum Missae, in where we would introduce three cycles of gospel readings uh, over a course of three years: Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew mm-hmm. A, cycle A. Mark is cycle B. Luke is cycle C. And then John is uh, is generous, generously sprinkled throughout the church year, so we we get John's gospel every year. And so Mark's gospel is coming up uh, starting of Advent, you know, end of November this year. It'll be cycle B. Well, with that. In the lectionary, scholars, people, began to discover this gem uh, and say, well, where was I or where was it all my life? Especially if you came from the, the uh, previous time in the Church. And there's a, a lot of different uh, 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 studies producing some wonderful results. It's established as probably the first Gospel. Ninety percent of Mark is found in Matthew, which is a larger Gospel, and, uh, and, and much of it... Uh, not quite as high a percentage, but uh, most of it is found in Luke's Gospel as well, just seemed to be prior. But I love the, the tradition of how it developed. You know, Mark was uh, uh, we, uh, it was John Mark, as, as he was known early in the Acts of the Apostles, a cousin of Barnabas, and a companion of St. Paul. And Mark accompanied St. Paul on the first missionary journey. He was young, uh, 
and they had a disagreement, uh, Barnabas and Paul, so they sent Mark back home to Jerusalem to grow up, as, as it seems. <laughs> but anyway, he ended, ended up then from St. Paul segueing uh, to be become uh, probably a secretary or, or a disciple of St. Peter, accompanying all the way to Rome. And it's estimated that the Gospel of Mark was probably St. Peter's sermon. So Mark isn't the origin of all those words. It's it's the preaching of St. Peter, our first pope. And I love that beautiful tradition. Because, you know, when I saw several years ago, many of you maybe have seen this uh, uh, actor that traveled. uh, He did a stage performance one hour or so, maybe one hour, 15 minutes. And the whole uh, show was the proclamation of Mark's gospel. You know, the dramatic use of pause and the voice. And I thought, well, that could have been a sermon, a retreat type of, of conference for for an hour, an hour, a little over an hour. So that's why it's so short, and it's moving fast, fast. But it's you can tell it was an oral gospel, it, as we would preach in dramatic fashion um, and tell a story in dramatic fashion. This gospel moves along; it uses uh, the word immediately. Um, there, there's only a, a 58 times in all four gospels that the word immediately is mentioned or used from the Greek, and Mark has 41 of those 58, so he dominates with the use of immediately. Now, Mark himself traveled uh, probably at about the time of uh, Peter's death to Alexandria. Uh, Egypt is uh, the tradition. He became the bishop of uh, northern Egypt there and uh, and uh, took this preaching with him and you know developed the writing of, of the gospel, and it spread throughout the early church. Wow, I have, that's you, a lot you, of information. You know, you can focus me more with a question, because I could go on all day on beautiful marks. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> I'm like looking at Deacon like, oh my, this is exciting. <laughs> yeah, so, now, you know, so they think it's probably done, uh, St. Peter uh, uh, was uh, martyred in the early or mid-60s under Nero, the emperor, and so Mark had probably departed by then, and, and so they believe that oh. the gospel was written in the early 60s, and... Uh, which is, you know, probably 10 years before Matthew and Luke's were completed, you know. I have to say, I didn't realize that the Gospel of Mark was, like you said, really reflected the preaching of our first Pope, St. Peter. That's either. really fascinating. You, you know, some of our scholars argue it because we don't have, as you say, we don't have a historical document under a microscope, but there's enough traditions and church fathers and uh, various uh, oblique references to, to this fact. So uh, I, I love the tradition. And then another thing I find fascinating is your your, your use of the word, or Mark's use of the word immediately, mm-hmm. and, and how you've kind of, kind of like a magnet, gone to the Gospel of Mark. Because if anybody knows Father Mike Winsing, he's not a passive pastor. He's <laughs> like, okay, let's go, let's, let's do go. this immediately. Immediately. <laughs> I love That's that. That's why people you. say, I can't believe you have hip troubles watching you dart around. Yeah. If you've seen it recently, I, I dart with a limp. <laughs> a, a limping dart. Ooh. Well, that's beautiful. I, um, I, do, I, knew, I do know that well, you're going to be presenting here uh, a, a, an opportunity for folks to learn more about the Gospel of Mark in, in a virtual sense through the Abbey of the Hills Day of Recollection. Can you speak a little bit about that, Father Mike? Yes, you know, I, I've taught in the seminaries this Gospel, and I've I've done the Bible study here at the parish uh, and in Brookings, as well as Watertown, on the Gospel of Mark. And that has kind of segued me into uh, uh, trying to present the Gospel of Mark, just not from a scholarly point of view, uh, 
but scholarship is necessary to do it properly, but to do it in a spiritual, uh, reflective way called Lexio Divina. So you're going to find comments I made to you this morning weaved in, using examples, trying to enter into vivid imagination and re-entering the scene so that it's spiritually, spiritually applicable to our lives now, to our thinking, to our thoughts. Uh, and it's, it's a great time during, you mentioned, Deacon, about this being a spiritual time during this shutdown, um, uh, taking these walks and, and prayer. Same thing for me. I, I reflected on, um, I wrote an article just yesterday for Vocations and Prayer magazine. They requested it. And I used uh, the words from Luke's Gospel that, you know, when the shepherds uh, told about the revelation to them and, and, and the angels and they came to Bethlehem, and when they left, it said Mary reflected on or pondered on all these things in her heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been doing that, and Lectio Divina is a little bit like that. You reflect now on the gospel in your heart, not just in your brain. Hmm. Well, I think it's going to be a fantastic day of recollection. So the day of recollection, they, people can register through our website here at Abbey of the Hills, H I L L S Abbey of the Hills dot org, and um, can get registered for it's it's the. Um, it's a it's a it's a blend of of lectio divina, but it's the emphasis on the Gospel of Mark. Right, um, we're preparing so, people for the new cycle, cycle B, that starts at the end of November for the following year, which you know has the principal focus on, from Mark's yeah. Gospel. From a teacher, Father Mike Wensing, who's taught in seminaries, in colleges, and in Rome. This is quite an opportunity, folks. If if you're interested, and it's practical. It's a practical thing. That's, to mm-hmm. me, that's what Lectio mm-hmm. is about, is to make it real in our lives. Well, thank you, Father Mike, for joining us today. You're welcome. Yeah, God bless All you. All right, well, we've got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will take time to pray for your specific intentions during the Most Holy Rosary. Whatever you might need prayers for, we will lay them at the feet of Jesus through our Blessed Mother. That's next, when Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.